0: You're listening to the PMO Strategies podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 45. Hey there, impact drivers. Welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today I have a very special guest joining us. I have been getting a lot of questions recently about working from home and how to not just survive, especially for all of you extroverts out there, but how to actually be productive, stay focused, and creative ways to take care of your teams and continue to manage the work that they're doing in a way that keeps your projects, your portfolios moving forward. And as I was thinking about those questions I've been getting, it occurred to me that I happen to know some people that are really good at this. You see, one of my clients is CDW and they have a team that I've been working with and I absolutely love them all. They are fantastic. And the team I work with there has a lot of experience in managing a remote workforce. You're going to meet Eric Means today, and he is the PMO director responsible for a PMO that goes across the United States with over 150 project managers. And that PMO is responsible for $260 million in services which supports a $2.5 billion portfolio of product revenue for the organization and the way they're organized and the work they do is primarily remote and they've been quite successful. In my working with them, I've been able to see how their PMO operates remotely, how their team connects, collaborates, and is extremely productive when they have clients all over the country and project managers managing those initiatives many times remotely across the United States. This episode is sponsored by the PMO Strategies Impact Inner Circle. Come join us in our brand new, completely redesigned membership program, so that you can get all the PDUs you need and actually make those PDUs work for you. We've got resources that will help you if you've got leadership challenges, stakeholder challenges, if you're looking to optimize, streamline, or make a bigger impact with your PMO, if you need advice on setting up proper portfolio management, if you want to incorporate more agile, or if you want to engage with me and ask me questions, or have me build a very customized training plan specifically for you, then you need to be over here at the PMO Strategies Impact Inner Circle. Join now and for a limited time, you get that custom training plan from me and you get a seven-day free trial to start taking some training and solve your problems today. That's PMOStrategies.com forward slash membership. I cannot wait to see you there. So today we're going to hear from Eric on the creative ways that he and his team are staying connected and keeping their teams productive because they were doing this all along. And Eric's even going to share some insights on things they've started doing now that 100% of their interactions are all remote. Okay, let's dive in. Hey there, Eric. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Oh, absolutely. So as I said in the introduction, you have mastered, in my opinion, this whole managing a remote workforce. So I thought it would be really important to share what you guys have already figured out with a lot of people that are now adjusting to the whole idea of running remote teams, working from home. How do you manage your own productivity and keep yourself sane, especially if you're an extrovert? And how do you take care of your teams and stay connected and keep everyone productive and moving forward? It was already hard enough in the environment we were working in before this global pandemic. And now things seem to be even more chaotic. And I know that on prior episodes in this training I've been running, I've been sharing that, hey, this is what we do for a living. We are the cat herders. We are the ones that know how to manage the chaos but there's still some people feeling like, yeah, but things have really changed. This isn't how we were running the business before. So I was hoping maybe you could just share some insights on what you and your team have been doing. Let's start with the basics first. Work from home and maintain your own sanity and productivity. Do you have any suggestions there?
1: Yeah. So if you want to talk about basics, what I do from a basic perspective is, you know, you got to, when you're working from home, things are shifting, right? It's much different than you go into office, you know, especially if you're used to going into office. If you're used to going into office, you have a set rhythm, you have a set schedule, you know that, you know, this A happens, B happens, C, and it goes from there, right? When you make that shift from going into working into an office to working 100% remote, the basics there is you need to establish a new rhythm, right? You need to establish a new rhythm, a new schedule, and you need to know what that is. And then you need to execute it on it pretty much all the time and going forward from that perspective, right? So I think the first thing is you need to establish a rhythm. You need to set goals and priorities on what you're going to accomplish, right? So I do this just generally all the time, not just if I'm working from home or I'm traveling or I'm going into office is I, every week I set a goal of here's the goals and the priorities I'm going to do this week. Here's the stuff I'm going to accomplish this month. And then every day I make sure that the goals that I'm accomplishing that day line up to my weekly goals and my monthly goals. When you work from home, you got to have the same goals and the same prioritization. That way you stay focused and stay moving in the direction that you need to go to. So I think that's the second thing is you have to set goals and priorities. The third thing is you have to have an end time. You have to know when the day is going to be done and we're going to call it quits. <laughs> because if you're working from home, it's really easy to look up and all of a sudden, you know, you haven't had lunch, you haven't had dinner and it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And you're like, wow, I need to go to bed and start all over. So you need to have a time where you're going to go grab lunch. You need a time that you need to go in the day, go spend time with the family, get some exercise done, make dinner, whatever it is. And if you still have to come back and do an hour or two, I'm not really good at telling me to do quality of life because I'm a workaholic. But if you need to do an hour or two, you could set time for that afterwards, but you got to have some breaks, and you got to do some stuff and stay connected to friends, family, and things that's important, right? And then the last thing is, you need to stay connected to people, right? Just because you're working from home doesn't mean that you're, you know, locked away in some basement office or whatever it is, you have to continuously reach out to people and stay connected. So for me, that would be what I call the basics.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you completely. And I also resemble those remarks around working too much. And it's because we're passionate about what we do and we have other people we're taking care of. Like you, you've got a team of 150 project managers that you're trying to take care of and all of your managers in the PMO that are managing those teams. There's a lot of people relying on you and your leadership. And for me, I feel like that's my audience and my students and my coaching students and I'm constantly trying to support them, especially right now. And so a little bit of do what I say, not what I do, right? Where we're saying, yeah, but make sure you take breaks. But I have been a lot better in making sure that I am taking breaks to exercise and make sure I get sleep. And frankly, I'm taking advantage of this time where I'm not traveling so much and spending more time with my family. So I've found that you can create balance even if you are a workaholic. But it's harder for those of us that are feeling a lot of pressure, either internally driven or externally driven from business leaders, you know, breathing down our necks right now. It's hard to find that balance. But would you say that it's really the difference maker between those that are successful when they're working hard versus those that aren't?
1: I think the difference is, you know, and I I agree. We, you know, I think one of the things there, Laura, is we're passionate about what we do. So. And when you have a lot of passion about what you do, you just want to keep working on it because it's so exciting. <laughs> I want to, I, I got to knock this out. I got to finish this. I got to work on this, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's really hard because you're really passionate. But I think what it boils down to is it's really easy to say, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. There's no way I can add time to do X, Y, Z. You know, I don't have time to squeeze in a, a 30 minute workout because I'm just so busy. But at the end of the day, you have to. To set time and you have to make time for those things and what it boils down to is you have to set proper expectations if you're working with executives you're working with other business leaders and you have all this stuff coming at you because they have a bunch of priorities they need this stuff done you've got to set clear and proper expectations you got to tell them look this I can carve out this time for it I can have it done in two weeks three weeks whatever the time frame is now you have to deliver on that because you set an expectation but you got to set clear expectations. Just because somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I want this tomorrow," doesn't mean you have to deliver it tomorrow. You can say, "Yeah, i will be glad to help you. I want to do that, but there's no way I can get it done tomorrow because I got all this other stuff, and I can have it to you in a week, whatever the time frame is." But you got to set clear expectations. And if you set clear expectations, you can make time for everything that's important and that you got to get accomplished. Let it be work, let it be family and friends, or let it even be your personal well-being. Of mental health or physical health or whatever that is, right?
0: Right, right. And it's so true. And I have to tell you, I am traditionally, historically, the worst with managing my own expectations, because I have this problem that I refer to as Thanksgiving eyes, meaning that you just fill your plate with more than you could possibly consume, and then still try to get it all done, because it all seems very exciting in the moment. And because Your heart is in the right place. You really want to provide value and support people. And so I have been personally during this time enjoying the fact that I can hit the reset button and decide to do things a little bit differently. So almost every day, unless I'm completely sore from the day before, I've been practicing what my husband has been preaching, which is exercise first thing in the morning before your day gets out of control, before your chaos sets in. So one of the things that I suggested in the podcast last week was, hey, even if you need to start your workday early or you're just looking for a way to connect with someone on your team, go for a walk and do a virtual, you know, walk with one of your team members. Get some exercise, get outside and accomplish a more casual relationship building meeting update or connection point with your team members so that you are making sure everyone is getting out and getting exercise or whatever it is we're doing, we're pulling out all these old DVD exercise videos we've got, we're running, we're doing all this other stuff, but the key for me and probably I would say, Eric, for those of us that are really passionate and just overfill our place with work because we're excited about it, you've got to do it first or else it won't get done. So that's really helped me is, you know, I'm still, working tons and i'm still getting a lot of things we have this big membership we're rolling out there's a lot of things we're working on a really cool app for all of our training and i really want to work on those projects but if i don't get that exercise and that time to take care of myself i won't be as productive during the day anyway so that's one of the things that i've been doing is just using this as a chance to hit the reset button and you brought up a really important point this is also a time where we can maybe because we're not traveling as much or there's no practices or games or other things we're shuttling our kids to, this is a great time to take advantage of having dinner together and taking a break for those kinds of things. So I'm glad you mentioned those because these are things that we have an opportunity right now. And there have been times in my life where I have looked back on either whether it was intentional or unintentional gaps in employment, right? And I would look back on that time and say, hmm, I really wish I would have finished those books I wanted to read or planted that garden I wanted to plant or spent more time with my family or any of those kinds of, I wish I would have done it differently. Now's the time to make sure we don't look back on this time as we're seeing all these other people doing all these super productive other things and say, Hey, I really wish I would have, right? So no regrets. So use this time as a chance to hit the reset button. So you just sparked some ideas for me that I thought would be good to share with folks is this is a great opportunity if we use it properly. And it's also a fantastic way to connect with your team. And you have some really great things that you and your team members do to connect that I think would be absolutely awesome to share with our audience today because there are a lot of things that I don't know that I would have thought of. So would you mind sharing some of the cool stuff that you guys are doing in your organization to stay connected and take care of your teams?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna break it up into two sections. So first, is just stuff that we historically have done and then also some new stuff that we've done in this current new situation and new environment that we find ourselves in right so historically some of the things that we've done is and and i'm just going to give you some examples of some things from my current managers and some of the things they do on manager team or things that i've done in the past examples are when a coworker takes a vacation when they come back from vacation Make them do a presentation on their vacation and share where they went and pictures of their family and talk about, you know, this, this great vacation they just took. That helps the team, the other team members that are on the call, get to know the coworker and keep people connected. So that's a great example. Okay. Um, another one is do a show and tell. Give people an opportunity that at the end of a business meeting, do a show and tell and say, hey, here's something that's cool that I want to share and let people know. One of the examples that I had one of the managers share from one of their show-and-tells was one of our PMs basically went to a book signing and had Dave Matthews sign one of the books, and he mailed the children's book to other coworkers, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. But you wouldn't have known that he had this opportunity to meet Dave Matthews and could do this book signing and, and this experience and have him share it if you didn't give him an opportunity. Right. So That's, you know, the show-and-tell, I think, is a good opportunity. That's- Daily quotes, some of my managers like to do at the beginning of every meeting, do a daily quote, or at the end of every meeting, do a quote and share that with the team and open it up for dialogue. I think it's pretty interesting. I know that when that manager called me up and said, hey, I want you to attend my next meeting. And by the way, you got to bring a quote. And I'm like, I got to bring a quote? (laughs) I'm like, so I was like, I don't don't know about this. But, you know, I, I shared my favorite quote and it ended up being a good 10-minute conversation about the quote and what it means and other people were sharing other stuff and it ended up turning into a really great collaboration moment where i got to know some of the other team members because of that quote i shared right so that's another good example another manager what they do is they do a helping hands request so at the end of every call any coworker can say hey i need help with this and it can be work related it can be personal related whatever it is they can just share a helping hands request and say, I, this is where I need to help. And if it's something easy, then the team solves it on that call. If not, they'll, they'll schedule, you know, they'll take it offline and somebody will call that coworker and walk them through it and help them out, right? Stuff like sharing crazy stories of things that's happened with, um, from a work perspective, like clients that they've worked with or projects and just share crazy examples of things and people can bond and relate and just share information around that. I think that's another good one. So those are the ones, that I think, just some quick ones that I can think of off top that happen that we've always been doing. So now I'll talk about some of the, the stuff that we're doing now, given the current situation where everybody's working from home and, you know, and we're shelter in place, right? So a couple of the cool ones that we're doing right now. First off, what we started doing is we would schedule meetings two or three times a week, just a to touch base, not mandatory, just 30 minutes on the calendar at the beginning of the day, end of the day. Where coworkers could jump online and and just talk. It's kind of like a water cooler, right? Where, you know, if you were walking down the hall and you saw somebody in the break room, you sit down and you just have a conversation. Same concept of a water cooler, but it's virtual, right? So we started doing that. And the team really enjoyed it. And they really liked just having, you know, non structured, non formal, just touch bases with the other coworkers and see how things are going, how their days, how their week's gone, what challenges they're facing, what's going on at home because, you know, there's, there's all this chaos going on, right? right? And then that evolved into, well, these water coolers are really cool. Why don't we do it at 4.30 and we make it a happy hour, right? <laughs> so now, you know, a lot of my managers are having weekly happy hours um, with their team members and, you know, they're bringing their favorite beer, cocktail, whatever it is and they're having a, a virtual happy hour. So I've had the opportunity to attend probably about a, a little over half a dozen of these in the last um, three weeks. Nice. And it's pretty cool. You get on there and there's you know, 12 different coworkers. They're all having a cocktail and they're just sharing things that's going on in the day, issues that they're having with their kids and study habits, or just fun things they've done, you know, like cooking things they've done that weekend or that week or, or things that how they've had to adjust their lifestyle or funny stories that they've had, right? You know, one of the things they've been sharing also is like, you know, funny things they've read on the internet or memes or things of that nature. So it just helps keep the team connected and it builds this great culture and this great relationship. So that's one of the new things that we started with in the current environment and probably the the last one I'll leave you with is one of my managers, what they started doing is since you can't go out to eat and everything's at home, you either have to make it or you have to order it. They're sharing, what is your favorite meal? And what is your favorite place to go out to eat that you can't go to right now? Oh, and and cool. they're just sharing these. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. They're just sharing, oh, my favorite restaurant's this, but I can't have it. or you know, And, and they're just talking about it, right? And the way they're doing that is they're doing that via email. So they send out an email and says, what's your favorite X? Mm-hmm. And, and people create, and I know this is kind of taboo and people don't like these crazy email chains, but sometimes when it's fun like this, it just yeah. breaks up the, the, the consistency and the monotony of things and it makes it fun. So they're doing stuff like that, which I think the, I thought those last two were pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's really great. You know, interestingly, just this morning, my son's school, I was listening to him and his first class of the day, which they call advisory, it's kind of like a homeroom and it's where you get your information, updates about all the things that are going on and they're coming up with creative ways to connect as well. So they've been having a lot of fun with Zoom, by the way, because there's all the fun backgrounds. And so I'm watching some videos of the of the kids in the class, and you'll see someone upside down, or they've got a whole tie-dye background or whatever. So they're having a little fun. And it's a very serious school, by the way. But they're trying to have a little bit of fun and help the kids connect. And just this morning, I overheard my son sharing his favorite foods and his favorite restaurants, interestingly. And he was talking about his favorite food with steak and how much he likes Ruth's Chris and you know other steakhouses. And then spoiled brat. And then he also said, and this is this is even funnier, he just he has a he has a great appetite. His favorite snack was a caprese salad. <laughs> so he had to explain to all the kids wow, okay. what caprese was because I make a lot of fresh stuff, right? So for growing fresh vegetables, we're growing tomatoes, we're growing basil, you know. So I do a lot of fresh salads and things like that. But he loves my caprese salad, especially if it's got burrata and. So it's just really funny because I'm hearing him explain the kind of steak he likes and why. And I'm hearing him talk about the Caprese and what it is and how good it is. And it's just, I'm cracking up because it's a group of 12 year old kids and they're all saying, what, what are you eating? (laughs) So, but it's funny because they're using things like that every day. It's some kind of a way to connect these kids and share personal stuff that they would be sharing at the lunchroom or when they're out playing basketball and their breaks or things like that. And they just don't get the chance to do that now. And it's a very important part of a child's self-development, I believe, which is why I'm such a supporter of, you know, school systems and being in the school system. And at the same time, it's not just for kids. Adults need this way to connect and they get so much more of it in person. And it's something for us to think about all of us introverts that maybe aren't feeling such a, negative impact of all of this. It's great. No commuting, you know, being at home more, all these things. But even for us introverts, we do need the human connection. And it's a fantastic way to get that productivity that you're looking for from your teams, if they feel connected to you. So I love all these ideas you have around ways that people can feel connected. Well, my question is, how do you find what works for you? Because I would suggest, I know everyone with their different personalities and some of these things you're suggesting, some people might be saying, mm, that doesn't really fit. So what are recommendations do you have there?
1: You know, uh, something you said that that I thought was great was about the kids. At the end of the day, I, I'm still a kid at heart, right? Oh, of I'm course. just a big kid, but it, it, the same things our kids like, We we still kind of want to do that. We got to keep young at heart, right? So <laughs> right. I think all that stuff is great. But to your question there, I think that's a great question because, you know, I just rattled off a minute ago, a ton of different things that you can do. And there's a lot more out there. Those are just some quick ones that we talked about just now. And there's a lot more out there. The thing about it is you have to figure out as a leader, you have to figure out what works with your style, right? Mm-hmm. Just because somebody does X and it works for them, you can't, look at that and say, Oh, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to have the same results right. because each one of us as a leader, each one of us are different and we're unique, mm-hmm. right? You know, that's our superpower. Our superpower is that we're unique, right? So since we are unique and we're different, we have to do things that fit our personality, our style and how we interact and manage our team. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is you need to look at all the different things that are out there and you need to figure out what works best and not just for you, but also for your team and how they process and receive information. And you need to build a style that works for you and your team, and that's what's gonna make it successful. right? For me at CDW, the whole happy hour has been, I think, a huge success, and it's really resonated well with our team. But for some people, that for their culture, that might not work, right? The happy hour is not a a good one. But you gotta figure out what works for you and your team, and you got to adjust to that style right? At the end of the day, I think the most important piece around that is it's got to be genuine, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to force your personality and your style into a certain box, because you think this is the right box and this is how I should be managing and and leading my team, you're not going to come off as genuine. The team's going to know it and they're not going to respond, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want them to respond, you got to do something that's genuine, that comes from your heart, that comes from you, that you want to do with them and that's how you build that right and we can talk about this probably be a much longer conversation but then the next question I think is how do you build a relationship and how do you build a team and a culture that you can do a lot of stuff organically and that's a little bit more complex right but that's where you start that that's my answer to that
0: so these are fantastic and as you and I know having led large teams and seeing the outcomes, the results of doing this kind of connection and team building, what do you suggest for those that are saying, this is awesome, I'm gonna do these things, and how do I actually make sure my team is productive? Should I be checking in with them a certain way? How do I push them to keep things moving forward when I know they're also dealing with stress and with this chaos? How do I make sure that my teams are productive and getting to the outcomes we're trying to achieve when I'm not used to running things virtually? What tips do you have for them?
1: When you're running a, a virtual team, yeah. right? And you're looking at things from a virtual perspective, you got to change your style a little bit. At the end of the day, it's kind of some of the basic stuff that you do if you were meeting in person and you just adjust it to, it's more remote and virtual. But what I do, and I'll walk you through the, my thought process on that. And I'll walk you through the thought process on if I'm taking on a new team, right? because. Okay. That's the way I would look at it. When I take on a new team, the first thing I do is I spend some time understanding the team and the dynamics. You know, who are the players? How do they process information? How do they communicate? How do they collaborate? How do they interact with each other? So you got to understand the team. You got to understand the business that you're dealing with, right? And then what you got to do is you got to build a rhythm. You have to build a new rhythm and you got to say, okay, for this team that I'm now managing here's the rhythm I need to establish. If it's virtual, then it's a virtual rhythm and you got to establish, here's the virtual rhythm that I'm going to have. And it varies, right? It could be, I'm going to have weekly one-on-ones with the team. If the team's large, obviously you can't do it weekly. It's going to be bi-weekly or monthly, but you got to establish how often are you going to meet with the individual team members? And by the way, that's really important. If you're managing a virtual team, you have to set time aside to meet with them one-on-one right? right? Um, worst case scenario, at least monthly, ideally at least bi-weekly or weekly, but you've got to spend one-on-one time with them to get to know them and connect with them in that perspective. So you establish what rhythm it's going to be on a one-on-one perspective, what rhythm you're going to need from a, a team perspective, like weekly team meetings, bi-weekly team meetings, what is the weekly rhythm? And the next thing is, Based on what your business is trying to accomplish and what your goals are, you need to establish how often you need to inspect the business to accomplish those goals. Is that a a weekly inspection? Is that a bi-weekly inspection? Is it twice a week you inspect it? Whatever that is, you need to establish that. Then once you have that rhythm and you have all that stuff established, what you do is you set clear expectations with the team and say, here's how we're going to run things going forward. Here's what we need to accomplish. Here's when we're going to inspect it. And you put your wonderful project management hats on, right? And you have clear expectations. You have certain tasks that you have to accomplish. And as you're having these meetings, you have good notes and good tasks. And you say, okay, here's what we're supposed to accomplish and, and go over today. The action items, you follow them on to the next meeting and so on and so forth. And then that way you're inspecting things and making sure that the ball is moving forward, right? right? It's okay to delay things and it's okay to change expectations. The main thing is all has to be continuing to move forward, right? Right. If you've got to slow things down because there's too much stuff coming at you or there's, you know, maybe the business changes prioritization, right? And there's something new that takes priority. That's all fine. But whatever you're managing has to continue to move forward and, and at a rhythm that's acceptable.
0: Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There are some great suggestions from Eric, who I consider an expert in this space because he's been managing a remote workforce for a very long period of time. And these are some great ideas for you to consider how you manage your team, stay connected to your team, and just keep your own sanity as you are sheltering in place during this global pandemic. Thank you so much for your time today, Eric. It's been a pleasure to hear your perspective on how to continue to make a huge impact with your PMO and your projects during this chaos.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Thank you. And there you have it. I hope this has given you some ideas on ways that you can creatively connect with your team, maintain a productive workforce and your own sanity while working from home during this pandemic. Thank you so much for your time and please do make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because we have a lot more coming in the coming weeks and I want to make sure you are the first to know. And if you love what you're hearing, definitely make sure you leave a rating and review so others know all the great nuggets that you're learning from listening to these episodes. And if you have not checked out the PMO Strategies Impact Inner Circle brand new, completely revamped membership program, definitely go check it out. Just head over to pmostrategies.com forward slash membership and sign up for your free trial and start taking some training that's going to help you make a bigger impact with your PMO, your portfolio, your projects, your agile initiatives and help you lead and drive change so that we can all achieve the high impact outcomes we're looking for. I can't wait to see you there. Bye-bye for now.